What is good? All of our listeners and viewers, welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I have deemed it to be hoodie weather. Woo! Uh, Liz, you're kind of uh, hot. You had, well, we have lights on, too, on yeah. us. Um, and I have already deemed it hoodie weather because I want to die by the hoodie. I would yeah. like to be buried in a sea of hoodies because I love hoodies so much. I like sweaters and boots. Yeah. Uh, we, we've picked up a minimalistic lifestyle. And so that means like I wear the same shirt. I have the same jeans. I um, don't do that. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I try to be as minimalistic as possible. But when it comes to hoodies, all bets are off. Yeah. Yeah. But I have gotten rid of some hoodies. But I'm wearing my Super Bowl uh, hoodie from the Eagles. Whoop, whoop. We get we just beat the Packers. So that was cool. Packers, oh, we won? Well, yeah. Yeah, we won. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but Packers are my secondary team. So. so it was a win-win for him anyway. Yeah. I love the Packers. But I love my Eagles even better. Philly. Anyways, Liz, how you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. I've got. I've had a cold all week. Oh. Yeah, which is why I'm sweating to death because <laughs> yeah. I probably have a fever. <laughs> yeah, actually, with the with the lights on right now, I'm actually kind of hot. So oh good, it's not just me. Yeah, no. Uh, once we jump into movie minutes, I might just take off my hoodie then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. But but yeah, I'm cold, so mm-hmm. got my cough drop. You might hear that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Probably can tell my voice sounds a little strange. Right on. Um. But yeah. I'm powering mm. through. I can tell it's coming to an end. It's been a very kind cold in a way that it's done one thing at a time and not everything all together. Like first I had a sore throat. Yeah. And then as my sore throat went away, my nose got stuffy. Mm-hmm. And then now it's now that my nose is stuffiness is going away, we're moving into the coughing. Yeah. So it's like, it's very strange where it's like not everything together. It's just like, all right, we'll give you one at a time. Mm-hmm. So that's real fun. Yeah. But well, yeah, we're going to go through this episode so that you have more time to blow your nose and whatnot, go through the whole cold stages. But before we get to our <laughs> first segment, uh, let's just uh, remind you all about our social media pages. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. That's the official Twitter handle of the podcast. And you can fi- uh, follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Dirty First. So you can follow us individually, be friends with us, and just interact with us there. But you can also follow us on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word, where you can uh, check out some behind-the-scenes photos, some questions of the week where we post... Uh, a question of the week on Fridays around uh, afternoon time into Sunday's afternoon time. So you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, check out those questions of the week uh, so you can participate in the Wednesday's videos. And you can check out our website, gamesgroceries.com, where you can listen to all of the episodes from the website, as well as find out where you can find out where our audio versions of the websites are, whether it be uh, iHeartRadio, uh, TuneIn. Uh, but you can check that out on the website as well as some articles that I've written in the past, and I hope I get back to it pretty soon. Uh, and finally, if you're watching us on YouTube, consider subscribing and hitting the notification bell so that way you know exactly when these episodes come out, as well as comment down below about your thoughts about uh, what we say on the episode. And uh, at the end of the episode, if you liked it, definitely give it a like and a share so that your friends can find out about the Games Grosses podcast. And if you're listening to us on the audio version, definitely give us your honest feedback, your honest star ratings on whatever uh, you're listening to us on, whether it be on iTunes. Uh, pod chaser, whatever, give us your honest star feedback. So, with all that said, I'm going to take off this hoodie because the lights are making me a little hot. As we get into our first segment, movie minutes. 
Movie Minutes is a section where we talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or in theaters, and we like to let you know if we recommend it or we don't recommend it. But this week's movie is coming from an Amazon Prime subscription, and it is called The Infiltrator, which stars Brian Cranston as a... Uh, he, he's in a CIA. He's not with a DEA, but he's in a CIA. Yeah. He's undercover, and he's infiltrating uh, Pablo Escobar's uh, drug raids or drugs, uh, drug sales into yeah. Florida. This takes place in 1985, but you can find this on your Amazon Prime video subscription. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this. Liz, opening thoughts. Um, I was excited for this because, one, it's based on a true story, which, I mean, as we stated before, we love pretty much anything that's based on a true story. We yeah. like to, that's more of the way I learned by watching true stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really excited to watch this movie because, you know, I'm I'm always interested in, like, the drug movies and learning about mm-hmm. everything like that and everything. So going in, I was very excited. Yeah. Uh, as was I, I, going into this, I was a bit excited just because I, I love Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. I think his acting is phenomenal. Uh, it sounded like a good concept. It is based on a true story. Um, but let's just jump into the notes that I wrote down. So the start of the film now, every single film that starts, it, it has to have some sort of exposition. I shouldn't say have to, because I think the destroyer did, which you can find on Hulu, um, the destroyer did well in exposition, just give you what you needed. Um, but this movie's exposition, it, it attempted to do natural exposition through conversation, but it still came off as awkward. You know, like um, you, you see Brian Cranston's character, and uh, I'm not going to spoil anything in case you do want to watch this. Mm-hmm. But there's like, you know, she he's talking to his his aunt. And saying like, oh, you could have been an accountant. Oh, I don't even want to be an accountant. Oh, if you want to go there, you have to make it to the top. And kind of like going on his journey and his past life. It it attempted to be a natural exposition. But Mm -hmm. I I think it just ended up being in the way of the dialogue. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And a lot of the time, I mean, it might be the cold, but I had a very hard time following what most of what was going on. And what they were saying. Right. Like, I didn't even catch that part where they were. Like, I knew that he was talking to his aunt, but I didn't catch the part like he was an accountant or he was supposed to be an accountant. Right. And things like that. Like, it was just like those type of things where it's like it, they didn't make it very clear. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Um, the the script writing was a bit off. It, it didn't seem to take any kind of creative direction with the story. Because with true stories, when it says based off a true story, you mm-hmm. have to take some... Um, creative liberties with the story because um someone's life doesn't really necessarily translate into a movie script and therefore you have to take some uh creative takes there's this movie and again um sorry i'm saying another movie i said the destroyer but now i'm saying the movie aftermath movie aftermath which stars uh, arnold schwarzenegger uh it took some creative liberties into that true story uh if you actually read the true story it's loosely based on it. Yeah. But that's the thing. Sometimes the actual story doesn't really translate well into the movies. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it attempted to say his life, but kind of ignored that you need to have creative liberties there. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to my next note. The, the script doesn't do anything for the main character. 
Uh, there's too many characters that took it in place. And, and that's the other thing. With the casting, a lot of the characters looked like each other. It was with yes. the casting. It was with the makeup. It was with the um, with the hairstylings. Yeah. I, I looked at it. I was like, wait, is that the same guy as? No, that's not. Like after a split second of like looking at it. Yeah. But when you do a good casting, you shouldn't have to think about is that person the same as this person? Mm-hmm. But but that's the thing. I, I think the casting and the script writing was a bit confusing. Um, I also wrote down it was really unclear motives and there was no real stakes that you were invested in. And that yeah. might be because we've seen these types of movies before where it's a, um, a DEA, a CIA agent who's playing undercover to, mm-hmm. to take over the drug lords, right? These movies have been done before, so maybe I'm jaded in that kind of way. Yeah. But really, I didn't feel any sort of tension. And that has everything to do with the script writing, the direction. Uh, did you feel the same way? Yeah, like they never really explained what the risk was. I mean, yeah, we all know the risk of... You might get killed the, yeah, by a being, Pablo Escobar. Yeah, you know, working undercover to take down drug cartel. Yeah. But they never really made Brian Cranston act mm-hmm. nervous about it. Yeah. You know, if there's like maybe one scene where he was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But other than that, he never really behaved as if this was risky he never you know they never really explained what could happen right at least not like to me the way it was the way it went Mm -hmm. was that the person the story was based off of went out and told them what happened and they put exactly what he said on screen like they didn't change anything they let he said this happened that happened on screen this happened and then that happened on screen like they took it they did the movie word for word basically yeah it it was very like um this happened because that happened and this happened because this happens and it was just in them like it it was one of those stories where you just hear and then yeah like it felt kind of jumpy yeah And, and that's the thing like in the casting they they had Brian Cranston and they had they had Holly from the office for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Um but that's the thing. I just it, the the script didn't do anything for the characters. Yeah. Any of the characters and there was too many characters to keep track of and yeah. we didn't really get invested in them and uh how they were late to Pablo Escobar and it just it, the tension kind of left because you didn't understand what the motives truly were. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he was a family man but uh, the family is kind of upset with him and whatever. And uh, I'm, I'm bringing this to my final note on this film is that overall, the tension was absent. Right. Uh, if you take a look at the two movies that we we um, we talked about, this Destroyer and Aftermath. Liz, you didn't see Aftermath. No. I think you would absolutely love Aftermath. The only reason why you didn't is because you don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But I think you would absolutely love it because the tension's there and you feel for these characters because it had good time management. Mm -hmm. I think Aftermath is only an hour and 40 minutes, I believe. It's not bad. This movie is two hours and eight minutes. Yeah. And that's because the the reason uh, Aftermath had good time management where it showed you what characters are important. It showed you their struggles. It focused it yeah. had a, it had a tunnel vision focus on what you should be feeling what characters matter but overall 
this movie, the tension was absent because there was too many characters put into play. No real motives were said. The set pieces, especially, the set pieces were distracting. Yeah. Like, it, it tried to make sure that you knew you were watching an 80s drug movie. Yeah. Uh, take that as you may. But the set pieces, like, just a reminder, it's set in the 80s. Just a reminder, these are drug cartels. And just like, yeah. I get it, but it's distracting. Did I did I mention it's from the 80s? Yes, I understand. It was it was distracting. And it didn't seem to have that time management down. But yeah. which brings us to our overall ratings. Uh, what did you give it? I actually gave it the same rating. Yeah, so we both gave it a five. A, a generous five. Yeah, because it wasn't a four. It wasn't a terrible movie. Yeah. But it wasn't anything I'll ever feel the need to watch again. And I wouldn't... I mean, it's not that I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, because it is Brian's Cranston. Yeah, he had a, it, it's a, a decent movie. If, you're, if you want to see it, it's not a waste of time. Yeah. But... I'm not going to like endorse it and say like, you need to go see this movie. Not you like know? the last movie we did, um, which was ready, ready or, or not. not. Yeah. Oh, that you need to see. Yeah. That you need to see that. And that's mm -hmm. the end of that. Like, I'm going to try and force my friend who doesn't even want to watch horror movies, watch yeah. that movie. But that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to endorse this movie, The Infiltrator, because it's just, if you want to see it, it's not a waste of time if it's something you were already interested in, mm -hmm. but telling you it's not as amazing as it sounds. Yeah. I also gave it a generous five because, like you said, it's a four is below average. Yeah. It's below average. And it definitely wasn't a six, which was, you know, this is above average. It's a good. It was fine. Like, that's the thing. It was fine. All of the all of the um, bad things I gave this movie, all the bad remarks I gave this movie, they're, they're there. But in the end, it wasn't like a terrible movie. Yeah. Our dog is eating his tags. Why are you doing that? He's not eating his tags. He's looking his. No, he was yeah. eating his tags. Oh I, well, he always does that. Yeah, but anyways, um, <laughs> but overall, it wasn't a terrible movie, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Yeah, and it's a two-hour and eight-minute movie, so it is a bit long for this type yeah. of film. Um, I just wish that there there was a lot I could have cut out and maybe make this into an hour and forty-five. Even a straight like hour and fifty, there were some things that could have been cut or at least, you know, put more tension Use behind. Use their two hours better. Yeah, but uh, that's that's our overall scores. Again, the movie is The Infiltrator. It is included in your Amazon Prime Video subscription. So if you want to check it out, it is Brian Cranston. Uh, he does have a good role in the film. Mm -hmm. So if you want to check it out, you can find it on Amazon Prime Video if you have that subscription. So with that said. Let's just jump into our next segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's happening in the games industry. This isn't necessarily your top three gaming news. It is our top three gaming news because, because it's our show. It's ours. Top three gaming news. Let's start with our number three gaming news. And because we've covered Death Stranding a lot, and because YouTube doesn't like the word Death Stranding, we're still going to do it. <laughs> but our number three gaming news is Death Stranding has officially gone gold and will release November 8th, which is our moving date. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I saw that day and I'm like, oh, that's the day I'm moving. I'm not I'm not even gonna play it the day of. But you know what? Uh, I'm gonna see a lot of people's reviews of it anyway. Yeah. So and a movie I want to see comes out that day. Yeah, uh, last Christmas. Yeah, it looks so good. Anyways, um, we've seen hints and coverage of this game, Death Stranding, since E3 2016. So it's been around for a while, yeah. and we've been trying to uh, learn about it more. But uh, Kojima, Kojima Productions Twitter uh, actually announced this and said, Death Stranding is complete and has gone gold. Hideo Kojima, the Kojima Productions team, and everyone at Sony and Gorilla, because remember that the um, uh, the game engine is designed by Gorilla Games. Oh, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called, but it's designed by Gorilla Games. Cast members and all put their heart and soul into it. Thanks for your support, and we can't wait to bring you a new Hideo Kojima game. Play it November 8th. So... All of your questions will be answered in November, but a lot of skeptics are coming out and saying this might be a flop of a game. And I will admit, the more gameplay that's coming out from this, the more I agree. Um, it just looks very strange. And in fact, this is this week's topic. Our, our big topic is all about, are mysterious games better? And that's what this is. It, it, even Hideo came out and said, he doesn't even know the story of this game. So it's just very nice to know that it's gone gold. It's officially coming out. Our questions are going to be answered on November 8th. So yeah. any, any thoughts on this? Um, It makes me sad that you said you think it's going to be a flop. Well, that's the thing. It's just like you see the gameplay and even... You haven't seen any gameplay. Yeah, I, I try to steer away from it, but you know I'm, a, I'm constantly on Twitter. So it's, it's it's always hard there. to avoid. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, that makes you kind of sad because I was kind of excited for this game. I mean, I'm still kind of excited for it. Sure. Because um, I want to I know what's been cooking. But um, I still want it to be a good game. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's definitely going to be a flop. But the, the thing is that Hideo doesn't know his story, uh, hasn't really communicated with his team members, and also, he keeps saying, like, this is a new genre of a game. This isn't yeah. a stealth game. This is going to be a sh uh, stranding game. What does or, that mean? Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, it, uh, he's trying to... And that's the thing. I feel like he's trying too hard instead of just letting it be its own genre. Yeah. You always talk about... Um, and I'm assuming he's saying stranding game because he's trying to be, like, a Metroidvania game or a roguelike game. But that's the thing. The developers behind Metroid and Castlevania didn't come out and say, like, oh, we're making Metroidvanias. No, it just happened. Or roguelike. Uh, the, the developers behind Rogue is like, mm -hmm. we're making a new type of game. It's going to be a roguelike. He's not letting it just become its own genre. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's that I think the thing is that he wants it to be a revolutionary type of game. Yeah. And that when you try to make it something like that, then it's not going to happen because like when you think of things like things that ended up being revolutionary yeah they didn't set out to make it revolutionary whether it's music right. or art or games whatever it just became, became it just was like that just happened to be the thing that came out and it revolutionized an era and yeah. that's what i feel like his goal in this game was to make it revolutionary so that automatically makes it a lot harder mm -hmm. to actually have it 
be it. So it can be, or it, like you said, it could be a flop because he tried too hard. And that's just it. Um, but yeah, it's going gold. I mean, it's already gone gold. So it's officially released November 8th. So yeah. let's move on to our number two gaming news. And this is, a uh, you know, because we're a registered green party. Save the trees, y'all. Bank it. Saving the planet. Okay. But also PlayStation 5 is about to uh, save the planet because the PlayStation 5 will be drawing less power in a set mode that you select and you better because recycling green party um and it's going to be in participation with the playing for the planet alliance now let me explain the playing for the planet alliance was initiated from the un climate action summit and this was to you know uh sorry i'm losing my train of thought here but it was uh it was done by the un climate summit and it's so that initiates so that people who play video games because the, the video game um, industry is becoming so massive and so many game consoles are in people's homes that they decided to make this uh, alliance, this initiative. And so far, 21 video game companies have signed up for this initiative, for this alliance, including Sony Interactive Entertainment. And the CEO, Jim Ryan, has made this statement in a uh, PlayStation blog about the PlayStation 5. He says this, I am also very pleased to announce that the next generation PlayStation console will include the possibility to suspend, to suspend gameplay with much lower power consumption than the PS4, which we estimate can, achieve, uh, can be achieved around 0.5 watts. If just 1 million users enable this feature, it would save the equivalent of the average electricity use of a thousand U.S. homes. Now, I want you to say in your head, you know, like, oh, one million and it's only one thousand. OK, so I believe the PlayStation 4 just passed 95 million or 94 million. Mm -hmm. I believe that's correct. Uh, correct me. Right. Yeah. Ninety four million. And they're just saying if one million enables this feature, it will save the equivalent of. The entire household of a thousand U.S. homes. Yeah, refrigerators, light bulbs, everything of a thousand U.S. homes. So we're, yeah, and we're not talking about tiny little studio apartments. That also includes giant houses with a lot of electricity going around. So I would like to know like where I got those stats, but I mean it's still cool. I mean one, and I wrote this in my notes, like. Let's say you're not in it for the recycling thing. Fine. You're, you're not in it for Save the Planet. Uh, you're making Captain America cry. Whatever. But Captain America and Captain Planet. So that's on you, friend. But if you're not in for that, it's saving on your electricity bill. Yeah. Saving on electricity. I'm all for that. Yeah. So it will at least save on your electricity bill. And this is a good initiative. You know, it's it's not costing anybody money. It's a it's a game mode that you select. Yeah, you can choose to use this. It's an option. Yeah. And and that's really cool. And I think this is an excellent move on Sony's part for our lower energy use. And also it's come out that Microsoft is going to be making the um the production of Xbox, the next generation of Xbox consoles more carbon neutral. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So and I think this is another thing that is going to help gamers and video game culture yeah be seen in a better light exactly it, you know it's 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 not hurting the cause yeah you know so so i i, I like it i like saving on my electricity bill and Same. again 
Green Party, let's go. I don't even know who our candidate is for presidency of 2020. Jill Stein isn't running anymore. We should look into that. We should. Um, research is important. Um, but speaking of research, we researched num the number one gaming news, which most people didn't research. And that's the Fallout 76 helmet debacle. Yeah. So let's Thought just... we were done reporting on these. <laughs> I almost made like a music segment of saying Bethesda blunders, but this actually isn't a Bethesda blunder this time. Yeah. It's actually a GameStop blunder. Eh, it's both. <laughs> I know. So let's just talk about this. Um, so this is the Fallout 76, specifically the GameStop Nuka-Cola Red Special Edition Helmets. These were recalled. These were recalled by the Consumer Product Safety Commission uh, for mold being in the fabric. Now, what's getting people all in a ruckus is that one, it said the Fallout 76 helmet, and they're like, oh man, another Fallout 76 blunder. It said the special edition because we're going out of bag gates, right? And also 20,000 were recalled, but 20,000 were recalled of these Nuka Cola Reds. But only 32 were sold to the public. 32. And so here's the thing. This was GameStop's fault. This was a GameStop exclusive. Bethesda had nothing to do with it. In fact, before I talk anymore, uh, Bethesda actually made a statement from this. And I want to read it before we talk anymore about it. Bethesda has this to say. The helmets that are being recalled are not from our Fallout 76 Power Armor Edition, but are instead a different line of helmets sold exclusively by GameStop. The Fallout 76 Power Armor Edition helmets are unaffected. Unaffected. Consumers should visit the product recall, uh, product recall page for instructions if they have purchased the GameStop helmets. So right there, these are our facts. 20,000, yes, were recalled. 32 were sold by the public. Uh, those 32 people were contacted and saying, hey, there might be mold in the fabric of your inside of your helmet. But it is the GameStop exclusive Nuka-Cola. It wasn't Bethesda's. But I think because why this is such a big news story right here, between Baggate, between the Nuka-Rum thing, between the actual game Fallout 76 and all of the lies that yeah. were said and even the patches that are coming out are still breaking the game almost a year later. Yep. It's still an awful game. Kudos to you if you love Fallout 76. That's good on you. Your $60 was actually worth something. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm generally happy for you mm -hmm. if you love Fallout 76. Good on you, man. But that's the thing. I think it's just becoming this. And also to add to this perfect storm, GameStop is involved in this. Yeah. It's GameStop's fault. So it's Fallout 76 combined with GameStop, and now people are freaking out. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Liz? Um, I mean, I'm glad it's not Bethesda's fault, because I really don't think they can take another hit. No. I still think they're going to take a hit from this. They still because are. Because it is related to their product, and unfortunately... Their name is on the product. Yeah. Yeah. So even though it didn't come from their company, mm -hmm. it's got to be something they had to have approved. Right. You know, so they did approve of it being made. Just like the Nuka Rums. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to feel bad for Bethesda, but I really don't after this year. I'm kind of tired of reporting about them. Yeah. Because they literally keep screwing up. Um, 
So I think it's an unfortunate hit on Bethesda. Yeah. And, and, and that's just it. It's just like there's hit after hit. And I, and I brought up the Nuka Rum because everybody's like saying like, oh, Bethesda didn't make that. That was a different line. That was uh, Silver Screen Productions, I believe the company was called. But still, Bethesda approved it. And they yeah. still approved it. And if you don't know what the Fallout, uh, Fallout 76 uh, Nuka Rum was, it was supposed to be this collector edition rum bottle that looked like this metallic uh, rocket-shaped rum bottle. It was supposed to be a collector's edition. But instead, it was just some crappy rum brand that was encased in this plastic shell. And it tasted like trash. Yeah. I didn't taste it. We didn't taste it. But the people who did said it tasted like garbage. And it's basically something you could get in your Happy Meal at McDonald's. If McDonald's sold rum. <laughs> uh, I'm sure somewhere, like in Kentucky or something. If you're listening to us from Kentucky, I love you. Mwah. Subscribe. Anyways. Oh, but uh, but that's the thing. is that all of this coming together. And with, with Bethesda's blunders lately, yes, it wasn't Bethesda's fault. But it's just still... Thing after thing, the leather jacket mm-hmm. that was sold for what two hundred seventy six dollars, and it was just like this ugly leather jacket. Yeah, that was terrible. Who's gonna wear that? And, and that's just it. I'm not trying to bank more on Bethesda, but it's just like at some point, people, just at some point, you gotta stop. You gotta stop selling outside products. And I know this is GameStop's fault. I know that. I understand. But Bethesda. You really got to chill on the whole outside products. You start, you got to stop merchandising the Fallout yeah. brand and just make the game yeah. good. And it was good. And then he patched it. And then it just broke everybody's game again. <sighs> and I think GameStop is very lucky that only 32 people bought this. Only 32. Because they're already in a hole. And if they had to refund yeah. thousands of people. Yeah. They'd be in a whole lot of trouble. Well, they're still in a lot of trouble because they still purchased twenty thousand. Oh yeah, that's true. And so they—that's twenty thousand of product that they purchased, and they, and had, they no and longer sell. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, they—I—I I think that it's important to also note that GameStop is not in a good place either. No, because they were already also in a hole, and they're just digging it deeper. So this is a very interesting story, just because. If it wasn't for everything else, if GameStop was in a good place, yeah. it would be like, oh, that sucks. If Bethesda was in a fantastic place, if this was Bethesda yeah. in 2013, it would be like, oh, everybody it, makes mistakes. It would just be a blip on the radar. But because it's just the, the cherry on top of the the craft sundae, yeah. that's why it's a story. Yeah. So, But I forget who said this, but I think it was Mr. Matty Plays that said that this is all coming down to the Wastelanders DLC. And if the Wastelanders DLC does not go well, they they really need to shut down this game. Yeah. Like, there's no hope. I'm excited for the Wastelanders DLC. I, I love that kind of Fallout experience. So we'll see how this all goes. But but that's the thing. Definitely clarify. And we've made this ma- mistake before where we didn't do the research. And a lot of j- games, ner- journal- games journalists are not doing the research. I sometimes don't do my research. But... Uh, yeah, I think that's all we need to say about this. So yeah. uh, I think it's a good time to jump into our final segment, which is all about mysterious game releases. So let's just talk about that in our final segment. Coffee time. 
Every single week, we like to take a topic from the games industry and just uh, have a good coffee table discussion about it, whether it be uh, female gamers or talking about being an apolitical player that we talked about with Mr. Manny Plays. What's up, man? And um, yeah, we just like to talk about it for a little bit. I have my coffee here. Uh, it is a maple coffee from Trader Joe's. It's actually pretty good. I like it. But with that said, I don't know why I said Why that. did you put that in there? Uh, I have not finished a cup of coffee. It is the morning, and um, I'm tired. Oh, okay. So let's just talk about it. Are mysterious game releases better for the public? And when I mean a mysterious game release, it's a lot like what Death Stranding's all about, where uh, he's just saying, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a new type of game genre. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not this. I don't even understand the story. Also talking about Fallout 76, where we didn't know it was going to be an online survival game. And it just kind of like said, oh, a new Fallout game's coming. What is it? Uh, just don't worry about it. Yeah. Or even better, Red Dead Redemption 2 or Last of Us 2, where it was just a better kind of mystery. Yeah. Or we can talk about Mass Effect Andromeda, where no information was dropped. It just said a Mass Effect game. Okay. Yeah, it's Mass Effect. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anything else? So let's talk about that. Uh, do you remember anything from the Fallout 76 mystery? I do. I remember um, the countdown to the announcement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that. That that live stream where... Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we just knew it was going to be a new Fallout, uh, Fallout game. Just didn't know what it was. Yeah. 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 I don't remember the steps they took in like telling things about it mm -hmm. and i do remember not knowing it was going to be an online game for a long time yeah and the first so, first person yeah. who said it out there was jason schreier like hey just letting you know it's going to be, be an online survival game and we're just like come on jason it's yeah. not going to be that and bethesda's like um it's yeah, uh it's, it's going to be an online survival no <laughs> Like, but we were still just like, okay, but what does that mean? Can we get yeah. a little bit more information? Yeah. They they let very little out. They said, this is what right. it's going to be, and this is where it's going to be. Yeah. And that's pretty much all you got. Yeah, we, we got very little gameplay at all. And and I remember there was a time in Fallout 76's uh, time, time like when we knew about the announcement to when it released, we... I remember there was just all this like, but what about gameplay? Mm -hmm. Can we see some gameplay? No. Uh, <laughs> like, why? Or even, like I said, a better example is Last of Us 2, which was just announced in this PlayStation um, state of play. And by the way, February. Yes, boy. February. It's coming out. And that's the thing. I'm more excited about Last of Us 2 and its mystery. It's giving you just enough information mm -hmm. one information is hi it's uh it's more last of us what does that mean shut up <laughs> buy it okay but that's the thing it's more last of us mm -hmm. it, it's and we don't know much about the story and i think that's good it's just giving you just enough information you're going to be playing as ellie great this this last one i don't care what you say joel's alive that's not a ghost figure of Joel. Shut up. But <laughs> stop ruining my parade. But that's the thing. I, I've listed these kind of games where 
has a good kind of mystery and then there's a bad kind of mystery and yeah. that's what we're going to be talking about now let, let's just jump into the conversation here um i feel like too much information about a game can spoil your first experience but at the same time not enough information can spoil your hype and be, and can be kind of dangerous there yeah more specifically not enough information was mass effect andromeda and it, there was like no information mm-hmm. at all and i just remember like saying to people like have you heard about mass effect andromeda do you know what it's about no idea mass effect andromeda yeah and it was like no information was said and it just kind of hurt you know mm-hmm. but at the same time if if everything is said about the game it will spoil your first experience in the game do you agree yeah i feel like if too much i mean you're more like spoilers or like yeah information kind of like you don't like to watch trailers for movies that you're excited for yeah um but for me i don't know i've never experienced where there's too much information usually when i'm getting information about something that i'm excited about yeah i that gets me more excited because i'm just like oh my gosh it's gotta be so great yeah i mean unless they say something that i hate well, so there is that part where if they said say too much, they re- they could be saying something that someone that might turn someone off of the game. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's when there's not enough information. Yeah, and, and good example for you, and this is relating to us. So uh, our our mutual favorite band, mutual uh, favorite band, is Water Parks, mm-hmm. and a new album's coming out uh, in October, and they keep releasing tracks. Now I'm one who. I get hyped for a new album, but then there's bands that constantly release tracks. One or two, I'm like, okay, yeah, I would like to hear what kind of yeah uh, music you're writing. Like, how is it evolving? But then Water Parks has released, like, I want to say four or five songs yeah. already. And I'm just like, uh, I'm good with just the one or two. Yeah. I don't want to spoil my first experience, but you're one to say. I like they released a new music video the other day. I'm like, I want to watch it. And Adam's like, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm just like, OK, I'll watch it by myself. Because like to me, that gets me hyped. Like, I don't care about spoiling mm-hmm. the album because I'm going to like the album regardless. Right. So to me, it's just more of like, oh, I get to listen to the album before listening to the album. Oh, my goodness. So, well, that's just it. Like, I, I still remember NF um, released a bunch of tracks, and I was like, I don't want to spoil it. And he released five tracks, but then I found out the the album had 20 songs on it. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. But going back to, to video games, though, I like to know some information. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to my second note. I think good information to, to tell the public about your game and I think, I think Last of Us Two did a good job of this. Yeah. It, the game mechanics. What's new about the game? What what can we expect? You know, there, there's always a new type of game mechanic. It's never the same type of of mechanic in the game. What kind of game mechanics are it? Yeah. What genre is it? Is is it going to be like Fallout seventy six? Fallout is known to be a, an RPG, right? It's known to be an RPG, but then it came out that it is a survival online. Right. Multiplayer game. Um, and, and I want to know what genre. I don't care. As long as you tell me in advance, hey, it's going to be a brand new genre. That's stranding. Uh, and finally, like features in the game. You know, what kind of features can I expect? Right. These are these are good information to give out to the public. But 
I do agree that the game's story, right? I want to experience that. I don't want to know anything about the game's story. I want to know... Yeah, I, I want to know, like, like for a sequel, like for Red Dead Redemption 2, it is a prequel. That's all I need to know. That's really all I need to know because I just want to experience the game. Uh, the characters, right? I, I understand if you don't want to give out the characters. Again, going back to Last of Us 2, I can understand if you want to just keep the mystery of Joel. And the whole mystery of Joel is like, is he alive if, he, if he's just in Ellie's head, right? And that's the thing keeping the mystery alive here mm -hmm. with the characters and finally even just the location of the game i'm okay if you don't tell me fallout 76 if you don't tell me anything about the location one of the best things about the fallout games is coming out of the vault and that bright uh light coming to you and you just see it for the mm -hmm. first time like the wasteland right yeah but if you kind of spoil the location of the game it just kind of ruins it for me. So I would love to just hear about the mechanics. Mechanics. <laughs> like, um, what was that? Uh, I would love to hear about the mechanics of the game, the genre, the features. Uh, would you care about the characters and location? I wouldn't. I mean. Talking about Last of Us 2 because you still have, you still have to be. I still finish The Last of Us, so I really don't know what's happening right now. By the way, for all of you listening who have PlayStation Plus, Last of Us, the very first one, the remastered version, is going to be free on PlayStation Plus in October, as well as MLB The Show 19. I'm excited for that because baseball. Anyway, but so for me, it's like, I don't, like, I like the mystery of, like, is this, is that actually going to happen? So I'm okay with, like, a little mystery because that also gets very, like, gets you very excited. Right. When you're like, oh, what does that mean? What, like, thing about, like, the Star Wars trailer. Like, yeah. What does that mean? What's happening? Mm -hmm. So like, I don't mind a little bit of mystery, but I like knowing things because that gets me excited. Like not even knowing things. It's like mm -hmm. when, um, when they release stuff or when they have trailers and things like that, I don't find that to be spoilery for me or it doesn't like spoil the game for me right? because to me, that's like, Oh, that gets me so hyped. Like, Oh my gosh, do you see that? What, what, what does that mean? Yeah. Like things like that. Whereas if they don't give out enough information, if they don't show things very often, I'm going to forget about it. Yeah. Like, and that's my thing. So like when there's not a lot of information and that little information isn't very exciting, I'll probably forget all about it till it comes out and people are talking about it. And then I'll be like, meh. Yeah. So, but if it's something that they're constantly reminding me, like, hey, this is coming out. Look what we got going on. Like, look mm -hmm. at this. Look at this. I'm perfectly fine with that. As long as they don't, like, spoil, like, a plot twist or anything like that in the trailers. Yeah. Because we've seen a lot of movies where the, the trailer was, like, all the big points of the movie. Mm -hmm. You know? So. I I liked the way Red Dead Redemption 2 handled it, right? They didn't have a lot of trailers. They had trailers. But the best kind of release is screenshots of the game. I love just like uh, just the game company saying like, here's some screenshots within the game. And you just get to see like a little snippet. Yeah. No game trailer, right? I would like to see gameplay in the terms of mechanics, you know, kind of like a little demo area. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is a... Uh, uh, kind of like in Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm going I'm to go back to these games that I gave examples of. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, you know, like um, the whole survival aspect of the game, you know, you need to keep up um, your vitals in the game, like your health, your stamina, uh, everything, your dead eye. 
you know, kind of like that game mechanics. So like, okay, so it has some survival mechanics. It does have some character creation. That's cool. That's all I need to know. But yeah. then, like, anything about the story, we just got those screenshots. And I remember one screenshot where it was, like, the whole gang just on horseback, but you didn't see any faces. And you're just thinking, who is that? Is that? Yeah. Is who that, are these people? Yeah. Who are those people? And, and you just had to, like, speculate. And I love, I love speculating. It's my drug. It's my drug of choice. Some people are hooked on cocaine. I'm hooked on speculation. Our tin hat here. I mean, really? <laughs> like, I... I love speculation so much. I, I love just getting a little bit of a screenshot, just a little bit, and just discussing it with people. The problem people. is you're usually wrong. It's still fun, though. <laughs> Even if I'm wrong. It is, yeah. It's because you get yourself excited about the storyline you've put yeah. in your head. And that's the thing. It's like, um, like what's one story that I was like speculating in? Uh, I can't remember. I, I always speculate. But mm -hmm. that can also be dangerous because that mystery made you be like, well, is this going to happen? I bet this is going to happen. And then you yeah. build this whole really cool storyline that you're super excited to play. But then when it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. You it, can get a little disappointed and it's not as good as you imagined it was going to be. So not going to say that's happened yeah. before, but it, it's, it has happened. Before. It's happened before. Now, the other point I want to make is that. If it's a completely new IP, a new intellectual property, or setting up a, a genre, much like de what Death Stranding is doing, more info, the better. Like yeah, when it because says, when it's a new genre, you're like, all right, well, what does that mean? What does that entail? So yeah, that type, needing more information in that way is definitely necessary. Because if he wants to say it's a Stranding game, I don't know what that means. You need to explain yeah. that. And then he, he goes off. I used to be all about... Um, I used to be all about Death Stranding. In fact, when I was on uh, the Ham Radio podcast and Carrick was talking about how he's not into it, I had him convinced. Like, I was, like, yeah. all about it. I was like, no, Carrick, you need to listen to me. This is a good game. And uh, Carrick's like, you know what? I'm, I'm excited now. That was a couple months back. Yeah. Now I'm in a place where I'm just like... Now you're regretting. <laughs> like, Hideo, you can't just say, oh, you wouldn't understand my mindset. And it's like, no. No, that's what crazy people say. <laughs> that's what straight jacket wearers talk about. Oh, jeez. But, like, what do you mean that it's mm -hmm. a stranded game? It's not a stealth game. I understand that, Hideo. Yeah. But what do you mean by a stranded game? Oh, I don't even know. Then it's not a genre. Yeah. If you yeah. don't know what it, how to describe it, then it's not a genre. That's like saying, like, describe the smell of, I don't know, some, some smell you just made up of. What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just looking at the candle right now, and I'm like, "Hmm, smells good." What if I? What if it smelled like purple berries? What? What's a purple berry? Well, you know, you won't understand if I explained it to you. Your simple mind. Oh. Okay. But that's the thing. However, I can understand the mystery of a straight-up sequel. Again, yeah. going back to Last of Us Two. Yeah. I can understand. That or, type of mystery is good, and it's a good way to get people pumped. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, like, it's it's a straight-up sequel, kind of like Uncharted. You know, any any Uncharted game, game came out, it's, it's a sequel. You don't want to spoil anything. I understand it. Last of Us Part Two. I understand that. You don't want to spoil anything. Um, but I remember God of War, when that came out, you, you had to explain something like that because it wasn't really a sequel more than it was a reboot of the series. Yeah. And there was more information brought out about that. Um, there was, there was a mystery, but we knew that it was, it was in, um, Norse mythology. He had a son 
there's new mechanics in play. Yeah. He has an axe. And we, we, we got to know some things. Yeah. But I understand the mystery behind that because it's still in the same intellectual property. It's still an IP of God of War. Yeah. So I understand if it's a straight up sequel. But if it's a completely new game like Death Stranding, the more information, the better. Yeah. You, it's been such a mystery for three years now, over three years. And it's just like, what am I buying here? Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts about that? Um, I mean, yeah, I agree. When it comes to Death Stranding, it's like you said, it's something that's new that no one's heard of. No one knows what a stranding game is. Yeah. So, yeah, to have that gameplay mechanic trailer or... Mm-hmm more information of what the game's going to be about would be very helpful because right now people are just so confused on what is this game, what is going to be happening. You know, they might be a little weary to go out and buy it. Right. You know, so I don't think they will end up having first day sales as big as they would want. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's just such, it's just such a bad mystery. Yeah. I don't know anything about this game. Yeah. There's the the combat, the easy mode, the the story, the ladders, the 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 ghost people that you deliver Amazon packages to. W- what is this? Uh, it has to do with American government. I just want to know what he means. Yeah. You know, which brings me to my next point. We are not shareholders to any part of Kojima Productions. We're not shareholders. We have no right to know every single part of the story. I get that. that we're the consumers. We are the consumers. and But I get that I don't have the right to know this information. I don't have the legal right. I don't yeah. have the economic right. I understand that. And a creative director just needs to put his vision out there. I get that. However, <clears throat> however, we're being asked to give Kojima, Kojima Productions and therefore Hideo Kojima $60. He's asking us, I would like $60. Why? Why do you want $60? Exactly. So, well, it's just like, well, you wouldn't understand if I explained it to you. Yeah. And that's what I meant before. It's like, yeah, we're not shareholders, but we're the consumers. So if you don't convince us that this is a good game, yeah, you're not going to sell it. Exactly. You know, so they'll probably still get a ton of people who buy it like release day, but not as much as they would if they would tell us what it's about and what it means. Exactly. I mean... And that's just it. It's just like, I understand the mystery needs to be involved in the game. I understand there's things that you don't want to share to the public, but there's got to be something you can share with us besides this bizarre gameplay that it looks, it looks a little jank. Yeah. And I'm, I'm now this is from a, from a person who was over hyped about Death Stranding and was going to buy it day one, no matter what. Yeah. By the way, that PS4 Pro bundle, that looks awesome. I like it a lot. It's nice. You didn't see it yet. No, I didn't. It's actually pretty cool. But that's the thing. It's You're asking me to give you $60 day yeah. one. What's stopping me from just waiting yeah. until it's on sale or when it's in the used bin section, right? Yeah. That's the thing. You can't just expect people to just buy it right away. Yeah. You know. Any other thoughts? No, I mean, I think I've pretty much shared my thoughts on this. In situations like Death Stranding, where it's a new game and apparently a new genre, Mm -hmm. more information is useful. But for me, I like more information. Not even more information, but I like to know things without 
ruining the mystery. As long as you keep mm-hmm. the mystery of like the plot or like plot twists. Right. Keep plot twists to yourself. Mm-hmm. Hint at them. Let me get excited over what it could mean. Yeah. But other than that, not enough information can also be damaging for me. Yeah. He also did share that there are going to be a long cutscenes in this game. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, he's not helpful. What he is releasing is not helpful. Yeah. And that and that's just it. Like if you're expecting people to give you sixty dollars, right? Now, again, I keep going back to Last of Us Two because I think they're handling this mystery thing so well. I I I personally think they are. You might be thinking differently. Comment down below. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below. What do you think about this whole Last of Us Part Two but situation? But it does help that it is a sequel. It's a sequel. It's giving us enough gameplay. It's giving us enough story. Mm-hmm. I I think Naughty Dog is handling the the mystery of this game very well. Mm-hmm. They are they are handling themselves very well, giving us just enough to just go off of yeah. that that first trailer. We start to see that like the first reveal. It's Ellie, right? It's it's Ellie playing guitar. She looks like she's seen some stuff. And then we have this mystery shadow man coming into the house. Is that Joel? Is that an enemy? I don't know. And then it just kind of stopped right there. And then we got some gameplay of it. Like a few months later, we got some gameplay and it looked so vicious. And I was like, yes, please. And it just looked more of more Last of Us. I yeah. just think that Naughty Dog is handling The Last of Us mystery very, 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 very well. Yeah. But Death Stranding, I don't think it is. So closing out our conversation here, what do you think is the best way to create mystery while also creating hype? I think hint at the plot twist, but don't give it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and But don't give nothing. Yeah. Don't give the small things. Still give it like power and throw everything out there mm-hmm. but keep the mystery of the plot twist just hint at your twist in the story yeah or or a hint at the stakes yeah and it like again last of us too i i think it's hinting at the stakes involved here yeah um, that, that's what i think it is i think it's the matter of giving information but giving good hints yeah don't give it away just give good hints right and, and that's the thing with Fallout 76, we had no idea what we would be doing. And then it just kept saying, like, it's an online multiplayer game. And I'm like, that's great. What's the purpose behind it? Because yeah. all Fallout games had a purpose, right? This one was just like, oh, you, um, uh, there, there's no NPCs. What? There's no NPCs. But uh, you, you get to follow this uh, tape recorder. Um, there's a tape recorder, <laughs> and that and that's about it. Yeah. But it didn't hint at what the stakes are, what the story is. Um, and again, I know I said that don't give me a lot about the story, but I would like to know there's stakes involved, right? That's it. You know, kind of like, and again, not the location of the game. I just need to know what the stakes are involved. Yeah. But creating hype is also just showing me the game mechanics. What's new about this game, right? Uh, what genre is it? I don't care if you're moving into a new genre, just as long as you let me know before I give yeah. you the sixty dollars. Yeah, Bethesda, um, and and just the features about the game, right? I'm like I I want to know what is new when I play this game. Mm-hmm. That's what I what, when controller in hand, what buttons am I pressing? What should I be expecting? But in terms of like character, story, location, 
you know, just keep that on, on the minimal. Mm-hmm. Hint at it, right? I think Red Dead Redemption 2 also handled this very well, mm-hmm. where it just hinted at it's a prequel. Arthur and Morgan. Uh, J- John Marston's in it. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But but games like Death Stranding, Fallout 76, Mass Effect Andromeda, it didn't hint at everything. And it was just too much information or too much mystery mm-hmm. and less information. But I think you can still hint at a story while also creating hype. And like I said, I think the best example of this is the way Naughty Dog is handling Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. I might be giving it too much praise. And you know what happens when I give a game too much praise. Eh, I end up being screwed. But I think Naughty Dog is handling this very, very well. Yeah. So I think that's a good way to close out our discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? Nope. Cool. Well, you're sick. You need to rest. And we need to go to the grocery store, actually, after yeah. this. So games and groceries. There you go. Bow, bow, bow. All right, so let, let's close this out here. Just to remind you uh, to follow us on social medias uh, at Gaming Groceries on Twitter or follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. You can also follow us on Instagram, <laughs> Games and Groceries, all one word. We can get behind the scenes photos and just gaming memes and also question of the week that I post on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the episodes from the website, as well as find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the website, as well as some articles I've written out. And finally, if you made it this far into the podcast, definitely consider hitting that subscribe button, the notification bell, so that you know when all the podcasts are coming out, as well as our question of the week videos uh podcast highlights and our let's plays of the life is strange chronological order when when all that is coming out and finally comment down below all of your thoughts are mysterious games better what kind of information would you like to see uh definitely give your thoughts down in the comments below if you're watching us on youtube and definitely give us a uh, review on itunes iHeartRadio, whatever and finally like and share if you found this information very very exciting i'm tired let's go grocery shopping thanks again for listening this week's episode we hope to see you next week have a good week bye